Hey everyone, it's Simon here. Hope you're doing well wherever and whenever you are. It's early Sunday afternoon, and as I do every week we have in-person church, I'm recording a special podcast-only version of the Sunday sermon. Sometimes I do it earlier in the week, but today it's after church, which is all good. We had a great morning this morning at church. You know, on Monday we found out we had to change our service time, which is just a fun, exciting part of church planning when you're using hired venues. Sometimes plans have to change. But that reminds me that if you are new or visiting today, Make sure you find us on Instagram, Facebook. Let us know if you're joining the journey so you can get on our text list because, you know, sometimes plans do change. It's the nature of pioneer church planning. It's just how it all works. You know, I had a, a full sermon written, uh, well, very close to a full sermon written, and uh, then we had these change of service time. I was reading in the book of Jude, I think it was on Tuesday morning, and I, I read... The, yeah, the book of Jude only has one chapter, but in verse 3 it says, Dear friends, I had been eagerly planning to write to you about the salvation we all share, but now I find that I must write about something else. And the Lord used that verse to really kind of grip my heart. And in the midst of these kind of last-minute changes, I, I felt prompted to share a word that that I shared really at our first ever in-person service back in 2021. And I, th- I personally believe it's a bit of a prophetic word over our church, and and it's maybe it's something that will encourage you today in your walk with the Lord. Just like it says in the book of Jude, you know, there's, we plan to do some things, but then the Lord prompts us that we must do something else. So with that in mind, let's read from John chapter 15, verse 1 to 5. Jesus says this, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. Verse 3, you have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you, for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Verse 5, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word, and I ask that you'd help us learn from it today and build our lives upon it. In Jesus' name, amen. In these verses, Jesus uses this powerful image of a grapevine. He calls himself the vine, and he calls us the branches, and he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And what does he mean by like do nothing? Well, he's talking about being fruitful, really, about growing, about living a life that has eternal significance. Why did Jesus use this metaphor of a grapevine? Well, there's a, there's a few big theological reasons. One is, you know, in the Old Testament, uh, Israel, God's chosen people, uh, are often referred to as a vine or a vineyard because you know, things like wine were, were very important to that culture in that time. In verse 1 of John 15, Jesus actually refers to himself as the true vine, which I think is very distinctive. He's saying, hey, you know, this isn't just about a group of people. He says, "He says, I am the true vine. I am the true vine. And he also refers to the Father as the gardener. So you have this cool picture of the Father being the gardener, Jesus is the true vine, and we are the branches. And our role is to remain connected to him and produce fruit. In fact, Jesus said it's impossible to produce fruit without being connected to him. The Christian lifestyle is meant to be Jesus-connected, Jesus-centric, Jesus-fueled, 
Jesus nurtured, sustained by the very life that Jesus brings into us. It's like an inside-out type of life. It's not meant to be a struggle and a striving. No, you never, you never see like a like a lemon tree just striving. Like, oh, I'm just trying to produce some lemons. No, it just it happens, right? It's a, it's a natural thing, and it should be a natural thing that Christians who are connected to Jesus produce fruit. So we must remain in Him, remain in His Word, remain with Him in prayer, trusting Him, building our lives on Him, being part of His body, the church. For apart from me, you can do nothing, Jesus says. So there's a reason why Jesus uses this picture of a grapevine, and it's an interesting metaphor. But uh, something I've thought about, uh, especially early on in our church planning journey, I was studying this, th- these verses and and thinking about church and how it all works and what our church is to look like, and we were just dreaming it up. Much of that dream has already started to happen, absolutely. I was thinking about the agility of a vine, the agility of the vine, and how a vine you know, can pretty much grow on anything. They attach themselves to the environment they are placed in whether that's a trellis or a fence or a wall. Like, have you ever seen a vine growing up a tree or a house? Uh, it looks pretty cool, right? My neighbors have this vine that grows through our timber fence, and uh, it sneaks through the littlest crack in the fence, and it gets fatter and fatter. And, and I wish it grew something cool, but it grows this thing called a long melon, which is just gross, right? And they're not very nice. But uh, vines, they're pretty agile. They can, they can get through stuff, cling on to stuff. And I love this picture that Jesus uses for God's people, for the church, for, for everyday Christians like you and me, growing like a vine, being flexible, adaptable, mobile, agile, alive, able to grow in constrained and controlled and seemingly limited circumstances. And isn't that a contrast to much of the expression of Christianity today? If anything, us as the people of God, we have the habit of losing our sense of agility. It's funny how we become comfortable, inflexible, resistant to change. I mean, look at us. Our church service had to move back an hour on relatively short notice. And it can be a little bit like, oh man, back an hour. And in these moments that require change and adaptability, our heart's attitude can be revealed. Our trust in God in the midst of the journey is tested. And I believe there's something to be learned about the agility of the vine that Jesus is talking about. You look at something like the pandemic and how many churches were kind of struggling with weaving in and out of of difficult circumstances because we tend to lose our agility sometimes. How flexible is your faith? We all need to learn to be agile in our outworking of our walking with Jesus day by day. How adaptable is your faith? Now, let's be honest. All of us can be sticks in the mud sometimes, right? (laughs) The church following Jesus isn't meant to be a stick in the mud life. It's supposed to be dynamic, alive, sustained by Christ himself, not dry and rigid and grumpy and, oh, I don't want to do that. You know, many of us have known and experienced the church or, or, or our day-by-day life with Jesus in, in a few different ways. Some of us have, have experienced it like a statue. Imagine if you had a statue, like I had this little figurine on, on Sunday as a prop, but a statue, you know, statues are pretty cool. They're solid. They're there, they're immovable, but they're also inflexible and they're stubborn, right? 
stat, you know, like the statue I had on Sunday couldn't even move its hands up. This thing couldn't even lift its hand up, hand up to say, "Hey, I'm here." Hello, you know. Some of us can know and experience church and 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 walking with Jesus a little bit like a statue, like it doesn't change much, or. Some of us have known and experienced the church to be a little bit like, you know, those crazy inflatable tube men that they have outside the, the car the car dealerships, you know, and I had a little mini one on Sunday that was like dancing and going crazy, being like a crazy Pentecostal, spontaneous, unpredictable, chaotic, inconsistent even, so heavenly focused that they're no earthly good. Oh, I'm just caught up in the spirit, dancing around. Look, I I love this image that Jesus uses of a vine. We don't want to be this rigid statue type uh, people of God. We don't want to be this crazy chaotic people of God. We want to be living, growing, vibrant, dynamic, fruit-producing, vine-like Christians, right? Throughout history, the church has been a lot like a vine, to be honest. The church has grown and flourished in communist China, in persecuted states, underground and secret when it had to be. The church has grown in the midst of life-threatening danger, cultural confusion, wars. And the reason why it's flourished and grown is not because of a building or a method or leadership or corporate savvy. No, it's flourished because it's connected to Jesus. It's alive. The church is dynamic. The people of God are are dynamic because Jesus is dynamic. And I can't think of a more fitting time for the church or everyone church to be flexible in how we function than during this season of church planning. How flexible is your faith? Now, just to be clear, there are some things that we must never be flexible on. God's Word, core doctrine, Christ's headship, the Holy Spirit, love, grace, and truth, integrity honesty, doing our best to live without sin, there should be things about us that are immovable and solid, like a solid foundation. Uh, You know, when babies are born, their bones are kind of flexible. And that is God designed on purpose because it actually helps them in their development. You know, they, they, if you've had a baby, you know what I'm talking about? They might fall over or roll over or do this and that. And and they're kind of flexible. And like I think about my daughter, Anna, she can like she can eat her toes, man. She's just crazy flexible. And I think it's the same with when we're following Jesus. When we're young in the faith, when we're like spiritual babies, uh, th- there's an element of us that is solidifying in our character. In It's still forming like in our habits of, of following Jesus, whether that's prayer, reading the Bible. and um, But then there comes a time where we need to like solid up. We need to, to, to grow up and, and be a little bit more solid in our faith. Like if little slip-ups here and there turn into like stubborn attitudes, like I'm doing this and constantly making excuses for sin and playing the victim and it's always someone else's fault. Look, there's something to be said about when you're young in the faith, being flexible in a sense, but at some point we all need to grow up and be solid. So there, there, there's much of us that is immovable. There's much of us that needs to stand on the teachings of Jesus and not be moved. Faith, hope, love, purity, integrity, truth. You know, Christians, they tell the truth, right? Trusting God, being dependent on Him. But how that plays out in my life, how that's expressed, how that looks at work, at home, at the dinner table, um, in my relational life, it should be flexible. We don't want to be stuck on the things that we shouldn't be. I don't want to be a stick-in-the-mud Christian. Oh, that's different, Oh, another new song at church? Oh, my goodness. I don't want to be a stick-in-the-mud church. Oh, that's what we've always done. They're sitting in my seat. Oh, 
That doesn't suit me and my particular taste. No, let's keep the main things the main things, but be ready to move, be ready to adjust, to be teachable, to be ready to do what God would want us to do in my, in my life, in my family, in my church, right? Let's be solid in spirit, solid in character in our pursuit of Jesus, but agile in method. How flexible is your faith? Let's be an agile church. I believe everyone church is called to be an agile church. You know, some of us are so caught in just the way things have always done that if you showed up to church on a Sunday and we had like a, a, a slow song to start the, the service, you'd be like, what? What is going on? Or if we did preaching at the, for, at the start instead of the, the songs, you'd be like, what is going on? See how quickly we can fall into little habits of just ritual. Pers- and rituals aren't all that bad. Sometimes they're great, you know, to have those patterns and rhythms in our life. But I'm asking the question today, are you flexible? Are you, fle- are you ready to move with where God would want you to move? You know, and our church, it needs to be flexible and ready to move. And I believe that if we keep the main things, the main things, Jesus, everyone, that God will help us be fruitful. And when we are flexible and agile, please hear this today. If, when we're connected to Jesus and we're open to the possibilities of where God could use us or move or ask, ask us to do something— Maybe God might use you to do something that no one else was willing to do. Or maybe God might show you something that no one else was willing to see or reach someone no one else was willing to reach. In Luke 19, we read this cool story of Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus hears that Jesus is coming to town and there's a big crowd and he can't see him because he's short. And it tells us in Luke 19 verse 4 that he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore fig tree beside the road for Jesus was going to pass by. And it says that Jesus sees him and goes, hey, I'm coming to your house for dinner, Zacchaeus. Now, that sounds to me like some agile faith, some faith that was willing to see a new way, that was desperate enough to see a new way. You know, it was culturally inappropriate for men to even run in that time. And it says that he ran ahead. He climbed a sycamore fig tree and, and he looked for Jesus. You know, all of his circumstances said, Hey, you're too short. He won't see you. No, 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 no. He pushed through. How flexible is your faith? Or in Mark chapter five, we read about a woman who is sick with, with an issue of bleeding for 12 years. And there was a large crowd around Jesus. And it tells us that she pushes through the crowd in Mark chapter five, verse 27 to 30. And, and she, she thinks to herself, if I can just touch Jesus robe, I can be healed. You know, that's agile faith, isn't it? Being desperate enough to see a new way. In fact, it was culturally and religiously inappropriate for a woman with her type of health issues to touch anyone, let alone the robe of a rabbi. In fact, she would have been considered ceremonially unclean. So she would have been segregated from people. So here she was moving through a crowd, brushing against other people, which would have made them ceremonially unclean. And she thought to herself, if I just touch the robe of Jesus, I'll be healed. And she is healed. And Jesus doesn't rebuke her. He, he, he says, go, your faith has healed, healed you. That's some agile faith, some faith that was desperate enough to see a new way. How flexible is your faith? today. So I want to encourage us with some action points. We want to be an agile church. We want to be an agile people. Number one, they all start with C, but number one, let's stay close to Jesus. In John 15, Jesus says, remain in me for apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus says, stay close to him, stay close to him. 
with him every day saying, Lord, I, I want to be close to you today, close to you in thought, close to you with my prayers, close to you as I read your word. Stay close to him. We need to remain in him. Number two is we need to stay connected to each other. If we are to move together as a church and be agile, we need to be together in unity. An agile church is not an unorganized church, right? Our, our heart as pastors is to serve the body of Christ the best we can, keep communication clear, keep us united together. But it's up to all of us to jointly make a decision that we're going to make an effort to be connected to one another. Don't be missing Sunday after Sunday and then wondering what's going on. No, stay connected to one another. So stay close to Jesus, stay connected to each other. And the last point, which is a little bit more niche but I hope you can catch what I'm trying to say here, and that is stay curious. Stay curious. Stay open to what God would want to produce through you, what opportunities He might bring your way. The fruit God is wanting to produce in you and through you, being Christ-like, growing in Him, bringing others to Jesus, winning others, doing good godly things at work, at home. You know, sometimes we can look at our lives and think, how am I fruitful? How do I even do anything for God? Well, when it comes to being fruitful, I think it's important to remember that fruit is is seasonal. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of waiting it out. It says in Galatians 6, 9, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Sometimes we just give up and we miss a season of fruitful harvest, right? Because we've given up in the seasons of waiting. Jesus says, for apart from me, you can do nothing. And also another thing about fruit is fruit is health-related, isn't it? It comes from goodness. It comes from the goodness that's inside of us, that connectedness with Jesus. In, in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says these words in verse 17 to 18. He says, a good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. And in context, Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees and religious people who were typically sticks-in-the-mud type people, right, who who looked great on the outside, but on the inside, they, they weren't truly following God. Now, you can't expect to be fruitful if you are hiding things from Him, if you're unhealthy in your, in your soul, in your spirit, if you're unrepentant, if you're arrogant and willfully living apart from God, right? If we stay close to Jesus, stay connected to one another, and stay curious, stay open to the possibilities of what God would want to do, I believe we, we, we can be agile. We can be. Let's be solid in spirit, in character, in our trust of God, but agile in method, open to the possibilities of what the Lord would want to do in and through us. How flexible is your faith today? May everyone, church, be an agile church. Let's be an agile people, eh? Amen. I want to read one last quote as I close today from Wendell Berry, who was an American author and poet. He says this, As I've read the Gospels over the years, the belief has grown in me that Christ did not come to found an organized religion, but came instead to found an unorganized one. He seems to have come to carry religion out of the temples into the fields and sheep pastures, onto the roadsides and the banks of the rivers, into the houses of sinners and publicans, into the town and wilderness, toward the membership of all that is here. Well, you can read and see what you think. I love that quote. Let's be agile. Let's be thinking outside the box, but also on the inside, let's remain close to Jesus. Amen. Let me pray. Lord, I thank you for the opportunities that are before us, and I ask that you keep us agile as we stay close to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast this week, whatever you're doing. I don't know what you're doing right now. Maybe you're driving, jogging, whatever you're doing. 
Thanks for being with us. Come and visit us at church. We'd love to get to know you. Join a connect group. Get involved. Join the journey of everyone, church. And let's be agile. Touch your toes. Do whatever you need to do. Amen. See you soon.